but I, I mean, the terrain is at least more. Uh, oh, let me tell you, it does terrain in, in Portland. It was terraining yesterday when I left Portland. Uh, well, I know. want I want to be on out of the plains in the terrain during the in rain. Spain, in Spain, but in Portland, Spain. You know, yes, and eat, uh, can eat tapas. There were so many tapas in, in Portland. So many good food. All of the food. Eat all of the yeah. food. It was vegan. I ate a vegan cheeseburger. You would not believe it was and vegan. It tasted like it was from In-N-Out Burger. It tasted the same. Oh, I said, why even eat a I, cow? I why? had uh, Colin Kaepernick's. Uh, you had Colin Kaepernick? Vegan. For breakfast? No. Colin Kaepernick. Oh, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. Oh. Um, what? I had Colin Kaepernick's collaborate. He did a collaboration with Ben and Jerry's, and Ben and Jerry's has been on in, in like at Kroger on an insane sale. So yeah. we have like a ton of them in our uh, freezer. And I kind of I don't eat I don't binge on sweets, so it's like nice just to have them there. But I eat I all the sweets. All the candies and all you the sweets. You and my mom would get along well. Yeah. Um, we would eat all the ki- cookies for Christmas. <laughs> all the, yeah, and, uh, I, yeah, the peanut M&Ms I got on discount for, um, from Halloween candy sales. Uh, oh, they're yeah. gone. Oh, yeah, they're gone. Uh, but what I was going to say is the uh, Colin Kaepernick collaborated with Ben and Jerry's to do a vegan flavor called Change the World as in W-H-I-R O-E-D It took me until the H to figure out it was World. Change the World. That makes me want to go out and get ice cream. I might just do that. It was so good that I'm like okay I need to start trying more like non-dairy options it yeah was, there's so many non-dairy um, options there's oat there's almond there's cashew there's hemp yeah there's hemp milk they don't I make just rope or wheat out of it they they make milks they milk the hemp seed there's little tiny little hemp mates yeah but, yeah and they use oat i think but yeah i have to avoid soy avoid soy i want to hear more avoid about soy. what you did in oregon Sarah Hofstad Art says, "You know what? What, what, what I did? What we did in Oregon? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If you don't know already, this is what we did. We ate food, all of the food that we could possibly eat that that, that was around on the and uh, went to a art walk. There was an art walk, little art in a in a park. This is a really cool art community in Portland. In oh, fact, my, that." My one of my Go good ahead. friends. I'm sorry. One of my really good friends from college is part of the, that art community. He he was probably part of that art walk. Well, what's your good friend's name, Steve? Uh, no, Travis Abels. Travis Abels. I don't remember. I met a lot of different people. One one of the people gave me a garbage pail kid, <laughs> which was great. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, I got. They were like, here, just pick one any one you want. And I said, okay. And then I went through the stack of garbage pill kids. The car is. Can you hear the car horn? No, just me. I was playing along to it. I was going to invite a silly little quitty. It sounded like Squid Game. Sounded like a car horn. Yeah, well, no, but you sing along with it. Make the guitar meow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the guitar I'm yelling. So what I does that mean you're trying to play Cat Stevens? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pink moon, pink, pink. Oh, that's, that's Nick Drake. Cat Stevens sings this. He says, Little boy blue in the pan. That's not Cat Stevens. That is Carpenter. That's Harry Chapin Carpenter. <laughs> See, we're good to Cat Stevens. He sings a, he sings a moon shadow, moon shadow. <laughs> I've been driven by a moon shadow, moon shadow, moon shadow. <laughs> That's Cat Stevens. Thank you. Or Yusef Islam. Thank you. Morning. Your cat meowed back. This is a new show. Listen, I always say there would be no internet were it not for cats. So I'm going to play, I'm going to make a live stream exclusively for cats. You can watch too, but it's also exclusive for cats. Unless you're a cat, be a furry. Wear a cat suit and listen to the show. And or, I will relay the message to White Fox and Betty White. Betty White. Thank you very much. And Red Fox or White Fox? Because Red Fox was no, also... White Fox. Oh, okay. <laughs> was he Red my Fox's dad, cousin? My dad named her. He was a hardcore White Fox fan. Oh. And I... It was, I, like, I, it was before I moved home to take care of my, bat, my dad. I named my white hair blue eye well she's she's a white hair with ginger creeping in but she has big huge blue eyes she's and a, oh, she acts Car- like she's innocent she acts like she's innocent but she's really a clever scammer um and i thought betty white gotcha is there a double sound coming through or does it sound right it Maybe that's why it sounded like you were harmonizing because it, there, yeah, there's a little bit. Oh, I was gonna play a song about it. Well, that I mean, the world is you your hear. oyster unless you're a vegan. <laughs> the world is your plant-based oyster. That's something they would say in Portland. Beyond, also, yeah, but the thing is, they're close to such good seafood. Like it's a pescatarian's dream. Portland, also see, see Seattle. I mean, I think they're in the inland a bit, but they've got a river that comes through. They're the only river runs a, through it. No, they're only like a couple hours away from the coast. That's true. That is, you can get See, fresh fish from that. I used to get fresh fish because I lived on Long Island, and then New York City gets fresh fish. That's probably why they get fresh fish. Not that I would get fresh fish. I don't like the taste of it or the smell of it. I don't like fish. Do you like fish? I do very much. I can't but I get it. what you mean. I don't like fishy fish. I don't think anybody. People say it, it was weird. Fresh. I used to eat like tuna fish, and they'd be like, "You eat tuna fish?" I'm like. It was loaded with like onions and celery and mayonnaise. It was just like yeah, but even tuna fish, like you gotta get that white albacore. Yeah, you can't if you get the dark. Just, you know, oh. I also am. I am a basic palate in that I know dark meat is supposed to be the better and more full, filled with flavor. Yeah, it tastes too gamey to me. What is game gamey? I don't know what game. I hear people say it, it tastes like a game. Like, this says like Monopoly. This feels like, like it's it like I'm eating like a Rubik's cube. Taste the hard knock life they've lived. It's a hard knock life for us. <laughs> I wish I could just go into that song. Uh, yeah, you know, well, y- they do taste like the streets to me. I listen. I, yeah, I listen. yeah. I mean, I don't mean to like. I don't know their lives. I don't know your life, fish, but yeah, I know, I know that I went to a fish market with my friend um, Larry when I was in like seventh or eighth grade. We went to a fish market in Flushing, Queens. Very, it's a Chinese. His his family owned a Chinese yeah, food restaurant. A, oh yeah, I was gonna say you with Skip Bayless. Chinese. Uh, <laughs> and so I I would go, <laughs> I would go on like. I go hang out with him and we go to like the fish market and I was like, like, like I couldn't my stomach, my mouth. And then 
Larry was like, oh, yeah, I, when I was a kid, I used to eat the fish eyes. I used to poke them out and eat the fish eyes. And I was like, I'm going to die now. Yeah, oh, I, I, you know, I could never do that quote unquote luxurious experience from if I ever had the money to order like a whole Brandino or something. Because I a whole just Brandino? don't. Yeah, the no, whole. Can't. Yeah, the whole Needle Bandito. Um, the whole. <laughs> Needle by needle. Yeah, because I don't, you know, I'm like, thank you for your service, but please don't stare up at me like a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. In the arms of an <laughs> angel, I'm away from here. I'm going to learn that song right now. Check it out. Hmm? I'm going to learn how to play that song right now because I'm going to make everybody sad. But, okay, but real quick, I always said that the most effective that campaign they could have is if they said we will play this song five or we will play this commercial five less times for every thousand dollars we receive <laughs> she make all the money on that well she probably donated that song to the, the cause which was good because now she we all sing Portlandia. She, she's she's on everything i had the biggest crush on sarah mclaughlin as a child i was like not as a child, as a teenager, I was uh, I was like, I would like to be a Canadian uh, musician because she got fully funded. Her, here it is. Wait, hold on. Ooh, that's a nice chord change. Let's all let's all get sad. Let's all get sad. Some comfort here. Here yeah. it is. Boom. Oh God! Speaking of a fish, I'm just now watching a vampire trying to be a vegetarian, eating a fish. Vampire? Oh yeah! If you watch uh, what we do in the shadows, they're gonna throw up if they try to eat human food. No, this dude was sick and sucking out, and that's not the show I'm watching. But this dude is sucking out the blood of fishes because he's trying to be a vegetarian. Right, we'll check this out. Sing yeah. it like young. Yeah. Oh, I gotta get it. Uh, yeah, the Neil Young. Oh man, take a look at me now. I'm a lot like you. Um. So tired of sadness. But oh, that's out of tune. I'm actually. Uh, Supposed, I mean, I think I'm still supposed to uh, see uh, another band from that City of Angels soundtrack that really made Sarah McLaughlin's Angel take off. Supposed to see the Goo Goo the on Monday. I wanna wake up where you were. <laughs> so why don't you? They had Black Balloon on that, right? Something? Yes, uh, on that. No, not on that. Yeah, I guess so. Well, what about? I want to sing it like Neil Young. Ready? Oh, in the arms of an angel. Red, white, and blue. There's a fire truck. Is there? A, is someone burning down? I'm gonna go investigate a potential okay. arson. Let me see. You hear it? There's like fire trucks. There's 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 smoke in here. Hold on. No. Is somebody burning leaves? Better not be burning leaves. I'm gonna go yell at them to get off my lawn. Hold on. 
<laughs> to get off their lawn. Yeah, get off my lawn. Huh. It is cold out. <clears throat> I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Um, I have turned off the pilot light to my heater in my apartment. You know why? Because it doesn't ever really get too cold in L.A. So the pilot light alone will make this place sweltering hot, even in the winter. So I turn off the pilot light to my heating system. But you know what I do to heat this apartment when it does get cold? I open, the, I open the oven. I turn the oven on and oh I open God. it up. <laughs> you, okay. this is, my this, dad would have loved you. Yeah, it's smart. We're smart. Which is say, look, when I do need the heat, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay out of the kitchen. I'm going to go into the kitchen when I need the heat. That's what that's what I decided. Uh, that, that That is very, it's economical. It's smart. It's also stupid. And please subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, one day I can afford a space heater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be great. So I'm learning this song in the arms of angels so everybody can be happy and sad at the same time. And I'm uh, away from here in the arms of... Wait, that's a different quarter than I think. I need to send you the um, Dad Snack commercial uh, where it was a white guy in an African village. Oh yeah. Again, Bill Hader, and when he's like, for less than a like, he's like for less than or like for thirty-five cents a day, for the cost of one cup of coffee, you could help the suffering people. And the people in the background were like, "Why don't you ask for more money?" <laughs> That's always a good option right mm-hmm. so let's say it goes like this see I feel like you should incorporate harvest How's it go? I can do I know that song because uh. work in progress. I know how it goes in my head. I used to be able to play it. Oh, I know. I I know the feeling. I'm still emerging yeah. from brain fog. Where's oh Neil Young's not on Spotify? Duh! <laughs> I was like, "Where's Neil Young?" Forgot. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason he's not on Spotify. Um, Google it. Google it. Uh, it's let's see. I know how it go. In my head, Harvest Moon, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Well, don't normally, again, this is like Canadian cover, uh, cover, you know, in the style of a Canadian covering another. Yes, I will try to do Canadian on Canadian uh, harmony <laughs> covers. Covers Harvest Moon. Here it goes. Here it is. To be honest, to be honest, your sound is it's, coming across like Mr. Roboto. Domo Argato. I think that um, that uh, the song is interesting because I can hear how Elliot Smith was influenced by him now. 
Otherwise occupied today. Uh, that uh, the killer's Mr. Brightside completely yeah. ripped off Underworld's uh, Born Slippy. Underworld? Remember from Train Spotting? Uh, from Train Spotting? Underworld's born slippy from train spotting. The killer's Mr. Brightside totally ripped it off. I will be the judge of that. Well, <laughs> Let's see. I, yes, uh, please. What's it called? It's called uh, Underworld Born Mr. Slippy, huh? What? No, Underworld Born Slippy. As in S-L-I-P-P-Y. Similar sounds. But listen to oh. how the lyrics are sung. Oh, I know how this. Bad boy, bad boy. Yeah. Going out of my head and going doing just fine. Out of, out of my head. Yes. Yes. Is and that right, was yes. in 1996. And then and the then other song is like 2002. 2004. Four, yeah. Yeah, you're right. We've solved it, ladies and gentlemen. Going out of my head, and I'm doing just fine. fine Wanna They're lucky he wasn't as litigious as Tom Petty. Tom Petty was pretty. That's it. Come a little closer. <laughs> now down there and be tonight. Right? Kids? Kids at home? Okay. You could be the judge. Tell us whether or not we nailed it. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know what I'm going to have on the show now? Now that I talked about my new computer and Andor. We didn't talk about Andor, did we? Andor. Still you good. just talked about that you watched it and that it was a good episode. Yeah. Let me talk more I about Portland. It. Oh, yeah, Portland. yeah, yeah. Portland was great. It was a, that was an art fair. I went to that and met a lot of artists and saw a lot of, bought a few things from the art people. And then we went to, uh, we were going to go to uh, this one thing and then we went to another thing. It was a, like an LGBTQIA uh, party that had a, uh, Lots of different dancers doing all kinds of dances, and they were listening to emo. <laughs> so it was like an emo party. And it, here, get this: this is the best part about it. My band used to play in the theater right across the street from there, at the Paris Theater. Like you could stick your head out of this, and you could be like, "Oh, that's where we used to play when we used to play here uh, a decade ago or more." And um, it was cool. I was like, "This is fun." And everybody was listening to emo, and I was thinking to myself. This room is packed. I bet you one of these people, one, saw my band at least <laughs> back in the day. They must have because they all knew the songs. They all were all singing the songs. And I was like, if you listen to My Chemical Romance and Fallout Boy, you definitely heard my band at one point. <laughs> There's definitely... There's a fact check. Um, so that was fun. And then there was another place called Vegan Junk Food. Which I've was actually great. heard of that. It was so good. It was vegan junk food. Mm-hmm. A lot of ju- vegan food is junk food. Oh my goodness, it totally they is. Think, it, yeah, they think, they think it's all like, oh, you're going to be eating twigs and berries and raw vegetables, root vegetables. But a lot yeah, of it is It does sound junk good, though. Food. I do oh, like yeah. a twig and berries. 
<laughs> Wait, is that what that's what you just said? <laughs> you sound like yes. Austin Powers. Yeah. You know who wrote that song? Quincy Jones. What, I saw Quincy Jones perform that when he was on uh, David Letterman once. Two I... years in a row. Get this. You'll appreciate this. One year, I saw David Letterman on my birthday. And then one year to the day on my birthday, I went and saw Jay Leno. <laughs> like in the audience. I appreciate half of that story. I know. I was so annoyed because I was... we. We were placed in the front row of the Jay Leno show because, I don't know, they just like looked at us and said, you sit in the front row. And then we were part of the group that could go up and high five Jay Leno. And I was so mad about it. <laughs> I, I just got this free ticket. Wait, I don't care. Sorry, like, do you have to ask for high five? You have to arrange for high fives. Then you, know, you would never, you do not come across as somebody in your regular life. Who is deserving right? of a high five? Up here. Am I right? This is the thing. I went... <laughs> high five. No, I went to this thing and uh, it was... Do You do remember that though when Jay Leno used to come out and there would be like a bunch of people that ran up to him and he would like high five them all and then he would do his like monologue or whatever whatever show he was doing that stole someone else's mm-hmm. show, I guess. He's, anyway, he did that and I went up there and I went to like high five him and he like looked me in the eye and then skipped me. <laughs> He, he skipped right past he me. He was threatened by your beauty. It must have been Jay Leno said, "My chin cannot compare to that hair. I'm out of here." So it was a. It was a, He was insecure. He was insecure, but I, I gotta say though, I said chin secure. He, he was chin secure. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I know. It's like when you like think about a word so much that it doesn't make sense anymore as a word. Oh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I feel like Gonzo. <laughs> Wait, what's that from? Hmm. What is that from? This? That's called Discordant. Huh? That's like, um... No, but there's... There's like a little one that is... That is like that. Uh, I don't know. It's... Yeah, that's when uh, Gonzo is supposed to hit the last note of the Muppet Show, and he always messes it up. No, that's. It's not Gonzo. It's. I can't remember who it is, but it's not Gonzo. Gonzo was too busy, like. Racking up me too stories with how he treated those chickens, chickens and, and Miss Peggy. That was not savory. Well, I mean, technically, it was. <laughs> well, I'm going at full sixty frames. I got to hook up my big camera now. And we gotta go. We gotta go hard into the pop culture and the music on the show. I was just doing a test run today on my live stream because you know it's my daily, it's my daily job. Give us this day our daily live stream is what uh, I want you all to chant. <laughs> and forgive us, processors. Yeah. Forgive our computers who have not processed, processed against us. Against us. And That's lead true. us not, and lead us not into Lenovo's, but deliver us from from Vios. Microsoft. Amen. 
Yeah. Well, I got this thing and my computer and it's it just it's just the same computer but it works and it's also newer so it's got a little bit more soup inside. It's souped up. It's That's what I inside. basically am looking for because like my Mac can no longer fully update to the new OS platforms. Yeah. So they they do that they on purpose. They say they say there's not enough room. There's no room. We can't yes. do it. There's no room at the end. Oh. There's no room at the room room. Well, I, what are I you need, up to I, I need a... Me, need I a actually... I ate some good sushi, and I am uh, re-watching slash, slash binging... Uh, AMC's interview with the vampires so I will have like a full perspective before the season finale on Sunday and if you haven't yeah and if you have not watched it oh my goodness gracious you are missing out it is yes it please just just take a chance on it Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. Yeah, take a chance. Ange! I see Ange out there. He <laughs> says hi. Ange, welcome to the show. Ange, guess what? Guess what? I'm, full in, I'm fully streaming at full capacity because I got a new computer. <laughs> got a new one. Look at this. I can do this. You can see everything moving. I'm at 9,000 KBPS. It's just crazy. This is crazy. Was that film walking distance from my house? That was film. What was filmed? Uh, Sarah Hofstra said, "I'm moving oh, no, on to yoga after the deep darkness." Empire. Oh, oh, and I really, really want you to see this one. Or were you talking about the series being filmed within walking distance? I think she's talking about. Were you talking about the uh, the series? The the uh, what's it called? The what the called AMC a interview, interview with a vampire interview with a vampire. You, with, well, uh, I'll tell you Jacob what. Jacob Anderson and Eric uh, Bogosian. Bogosian. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you. That, well, that's cool. Well, you know, did you find any vampires? Did you get bit by one? I got bit by a vampire on ho- on Halloween, and I was, I was, oh, I was a bit woozy. I gotta say, I, I didn't feel too good about it. I felt, um undead for a while and then uh and then i got thirsty. Hangover, my friend how does it work because i feel like every vampire is different every vampire story is different they're like i gotta drink your blood but then if i drink your blood then you turn into a vampire or do i drink your blood until you die just you oh. can watch it and find out i feel like it's always different it's always different that's what i this is my thing i believe that every vampire story should have its own mythology added it should have its own take yeah on the world building world building of a new vampire thing and it has to have a spin on it because it's like if it's the same old thing then you know whatever you know what we watched i watched this again the lost boys you ever see that mm-hmm. it's really good well, it I'll check the it anniversary out. It was the anniversary of the Lost Boys. Well, I didn't know that, but I did watch it, and I gotta tell you, it's still kind of funny. It's it's funny and stupid. It's not great. It's not a great movie, but it's not but a bad movie. But it's captivating. It's not a bad movie at all. And then you've got like Corey Haim and the whole thing doing his like team beat, like like he's like sticks his tongue out. He's like he had this like he had like a half smirk, and his tongue would stick out. He go, he goes. That was kind of Jason Patrick as well. He did it, but he didn't do it as much as he Corey Hamm. Corey Hamm was, he, he was like this. Corey Hamm was like this. I can't he see had, like, right now. It won't let me watch. But Figure Jason Patrick, they were both really good in it. And I got to say, the scene where uh, where Michael, 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 there's a super <laughs> cut on the internet about how many times they say Michael. All the, all uh, the evil Michaels. All the Mike, every Michael in uh, in the Lost Boys. Here we go. We, I think I've done they this need before. A, but they need a smash cut it with uh, the Halloween. Let me get it, boys. Um, oh, this is Michael's initiation. They do need a 
what do they call this? Every. Michael, 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 I will not come back. This is how many times I say Michael in that damn movie. Michael. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You must be Michael. Well, I'm not going to come in unless you invite me. Um,. See that's the lore in the in the Lost Boys, which I find cool. Uh, you know, I didn't know about the inviting you in was rendered you powerless toward a vampire, but that I think is the movie that made that popular culture knowledge or whatever. Because I feel like every single vampire uh, story is that, kind of different. That's, that's been in lore for a long time. But where? Tell me, show me on the lore where the Lorex is. <laughs> Because I, I feel like it, it speaks for the trees. Because every single thing, there's like silver bullets in uh, in what in Underworld. What do they have to kill them in the other movies? So it's like silver bullets, but silver bullets are aren't that isn't that werewolves? And then it's like but, a stake through the heart. Yeah, but, but sometimes like, it gets marked. It gets kind of like intertwined with zombie uh, lore because. A silver bullet to the head will be as effective as a stake to the heart. Well, there you go. Then I guess, but a stake. So some of them, though, stake to the heart, instant vaporization. Others stake to the heart renders them immobile forever in the cask, in their casket, in their thing, in their coffin. And then you can come and pull the stick out, and they come back to life. See, every vampire story. Oh, I different. forgot about that. Yeah. Every um, vampire story different. Sometimes it's garlic, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like, what are you doing with this garlic? Transform and uh, how you transform and yeah, and how your sun, rules. how your but, skin glistens in the sun, <laughs> <laughs> and how how the fangs look, how the fangs show. If they have fangs at all. Anne says it's not exactly Bram Stoker and that Anne Rice created a lot of the popular rules. Well, there must be someone just making arbitrary rules and everybody's got to make an arbitrary rule if you're going to make a vampire story, I believe. This is the kind of what I believe. This is what I believe in. I believe I could fly. The arms you believe of you an angel fly away from here. In the arms of an... Sorry, I was, I was, I gotta play that every time I make a sad joke. And then Sarah McLaughlin said, I'm gonna marry my drummer. And then I was like, why couldn't I be her drummer? Because I didn't know how to play drums yet. Yeah, Adia, yeah. That's her friend. Uh, Sarah Hofstad Art said, my vampire canon says that most of the weird ways to deter or kill vampire are rumors started by vampires or trick humans into not doing effective actions against them. I think that's a great idea. I, I love in a vampire story when the, somebody is trying to kill them and then they're like, what? What are you trying to do? You're trying to like use a cross? That doesn't do anything. <laughs> like I like when, when a lot of the rules don't work. And a couple of the rules mm-hmm. didn't work in the lost boys when the kids were oh, like yeah, oh yeah and yeah and the religious uh, symbolism yeah um so i i do i really enjoy that aspect uh yeah yeah gar- put garlic on the window and i can't come in that'll work babe <laughs> yeah good luck good luck with your garlic maybe i won't make out with you <laughs> but your blood will be extra tomato saucy 
I think Bram Stoker might have initiated the invitation. Ooh, he initiated the invitational. The invitational. The <laughs> the senior invitational. Um, I think I don't know. I I don't really know the the answer. I know that a lot of different vampire stories have a lot of different takes on what the vampire can and can't do whether it could fly but i was yes, gonna say it, this okay i just looked it up it begins with bram stoker ah it begins with the uh inviting them in rendering you powerless i mean I also he, only liked, wrote, he only wrote a book called dracula so. yeah so it's only called dracula i like i like the part in the lost boys where the um, where Michael was like changing, so it's like his his reflection started disappearing. I didn't know if I liked that as much the reflection part, but they did they did that. Uh, they also did that in what we do in the shadows. But I think the nods they give to other like pop culture vampire uh, like tropes is intentional. Yeah, and also I liked when he was flying up to the ceiling and didn't know how to stop himself from flying. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was a yeah, great well, scene. Yeah, that was like a B.D. Feldstein. Uh, when she was like floating in her sleep. Yeah. When she was floating, I feel the secrets that you keep. When you floating in your sleep. You know? Oh, what a feeling. When you're dancing on the scene. Man, in the 80s, they had a lot of stupid party songs that are great. Yeah, but they were... Sometimes that's what you need to hear at a party. Sometimes you need to party at a party. That's what... Sometimes you need to dance on the ceiling. Because, oh, sometimes what a feeling. Sometimes you need to wing chung tonight, okay? Yeah. And Everybody wing sure, chung tonight. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that song might be racist. But nobody's really called it out because it's a damn good song. So, so I mean, I don't. I let don't let me just explain to the audience that might not know what exactly Wang Chung is. Wang Chung is a band called Wang Chung, and they have a song called "Everybody Have Fun Tonight." And it goes, "Everybody have fun tonight," and then somebody goes, "Everybody, Everybody Wang Chung tonight." <laughs> he says their own name of their own band. Wang Chung is probably a very common name, though. So I don't know if that's racist. Like, if my band was called Steve Smith, I don't know if people would be like, you're racist. <laughs> I don't I know. Feel I really like don't they know. Need it after, like, a late night Chinese takeaway in London. Oh, that's what they named it after? I don't know. Well, then, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I get why it's like, there's a band. I'm not going to say the name of the band, but they're a band out of San Francisco or Northern California, and they're all Asian descent. They're all uh, Asian American, and their name of their band is an Asian American slur, and I think, and they're not allowed to trademark it. They're not allowed to trademark their own name, which is an Asian American slur, but they want to be called that because they're saying, screw it. Let's take it back. It's going to be, we're going to be called this. This is our band's name, and it's also like a punk band or whatever, so they're like F society, so they go by a name. That is not uh, <laughs> allowed to be trademarked. So they've been fighting it in like the state Supreme Court and stuff like that. This is years ago. This is years ago. Sarah Hofstad Art says, according to Wikipedia, uh, Wang Chung means yellow bell in Chinese and is the first note in the Chinese classical music scale. The Wang Chung? Um, so it'll be, okay, be raises so if I went... That's racist, right? No? I don't know. That's just a pentatonic well, scale. I, I don't know. Okay. I am... I, full disclosure, I am a ridiculously Unnecessary quite, quite full disclosure. Woman. Did you see last week tonight where he said they did unnecessary full disclosures? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, well, I'm no. saying I'm quite woman and I do think there are levels of culture vulture I mean 
Here's the thing. I think if you're not sensitive to the plight of others, that's one thing. But if you are, at least, if you're doing something that is celebratory, like if you're Skip Bayless or Rick Bayless and you got a Mexican restaurant and you're saying, hey, I like Mexican food and I want to cook Mexican food and I studied Mexican food and I want to open a Mexican restaurant, I can understand like people who are of Mexican descent being like, hey, you know, uh, you're making money off of uh, our culture. I get it. I get. I understand that. But also at the same time, why are you going to stop a guy from loving a thing? Why are you going to stop a guy from loving a cuisine? I don't understand. He's like genuinely loves the cuisine. I used to watch this dude like late at night on Saturdays, like 2 a.m. It was between him and uh, uh, what's his name? The California. California's gold with, with um, oh, uh, uh, the, 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 the yeah. like yeah. prospector dude. The, the dude, yeah, he's like, oh, well, how about that? Oh, Isn't that great? Hulhauser, oh, uh, Hulhauser, Hulhauser, Hulhauser. Oh, I used to watch Hulhauser yeah. and Rick Bitt. Hulhauser is incredible. If you haven't seen Hulhauser, do yourself a, a, fe- a fever dream. <laughs> do yourself a fever dream and watch Hulhauser because he'll just he'll, <laughs> so he'll just go up to people. Ha! Well, this place is called the Talleyrand. You guys call it. He goes to different restaurants. He's a guy. He just goes with a microphone and a camera to places in California and Los Angeles. And all it's called California's Gold. And he it's like a public TV show. And he would go around interviewing random people on the street and and just just finding the delights and the joys of local cuisine and local things. And he would just kind of not be he was very awkward. So he'd say, like, Oh, how about this place called the Talleyrand? And then the people would be like, Yeah. How'd you come up with that name, Talleyrand? I don't know how my boss came up with it. Well, that is a funny name. That is one funny name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and it goes on like this for it's hours. It's the great. ultimate man on the street. It's ultimate bi- man on the street, except Billy on the street is hilarious. Huel Hauser is hilarious, but doesn't know it. So uh, between that and Rick Bayless, watching Rick Bayless cook Mexican food and drink, uh, he's, this is a fun thing. Because, uh, you know, just, just tequila tasting and stuff like that. And... um uh what's the other tequila in, in portland well there's in, in mexico so i would watch rick bayless do his mexican touring where he would cook he'd go to different countries he'd go to mexico and he would do like tequila tasting and stuff like that or uh, mezcal tasting and it was hilarious because listen let's face it tequila tasting and mezcal tasting any liquor tasting that you go to a tasting of a liquor you the first one goes like this the first one goes like this Oh, that is very good. It is, it's got a very uh, strong taste. It has got a bite to it. It's a little bit bitter. And then the second one goes like this. I like this one too. And the third one is like, hey, keep pouring, keep pouring me. I would like another, please. That, but, what was that first one? I don't care. Just fill it up. Fill her up. We're out of tasting. That's that's how liquor tastings go. <laughs> and it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's getting. It's getting uh, I'm Rick Bayless. Uh, it's it's just very funny watching people try to keep their composure on their fourth glass of mezcal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Just a uh, pro tip. <clears throat> just just have one taste of mezcal. <laughs> well, if you're on camera anyway, enjoy all the mezcal you want. It's very very funny. I've never had mezcal yet. Oh, and reminds us we're supposed to spit the mezcal. Mezcal is good. I like mezcal. I prefer mezcal to flavor. It's smoky. Over, I uh, thought I would tequila. too. Yeah, which is kind of like why it's good. I haven't tasted it yet. Well, I don't know how uh, common a good mezcal would be in Indiana, mm. but we <laughs> do have cocktail bars around here. Believe it or not, they're just yep. way too overpriced. You know who has the best cocktail bars and the best food in the in all of the United States? Portland. Portland. I was just there. Portland. It is incredible. Oh you can't exist you there unless you're Portland. good. I hadn't heard. Yeah. It's so good. It really is. If you go to Portland, eat all the food, drink all the drinks, and uh, stay inside mostly. Or wear a rain coat. <laughs> now the weather is beautiful. We went on hikes, went out into the nature. We it was raining, it was pouring. The Did old man was in fact Hood? snoring. What? Did you go near Mount Hood at all? Mount Hood? We didn't go to the hood. No, we I'm wasn't sorry. in the hood. I'm sorry, my like 
the Hoosier and the Mount Hood. Hoosier the, Yo, we was in the know, Mount Hood. <laughs> we were in Mount Hood. Check it out. Uh, no, I don't think we went to Mount I Hood. I went hiking with my homies in Mount Hood. We was Oaxacan, Moscow. Um, I gotta say though, you know, if you if people are appreciative of a culture, it's one thing. If you want to pay tribute to a culture, I have a friend, for instance. He's in Seattle. His name is Chris French. He's an excellent guitar player who's in a band called The Art of Self-Defense. He's an incredible guitar player, super human guitar player. Uh, like, very, very, like, incredibly good at guitar, just, like, can pick things up really good. And and uh, his passion in life is Japanese culture. He's a white guy. He's a tall white guy. He's a giant white guy. He's a height. I'm a height supremacist. You know all that. I, I'm a. I'm very much yeah. into height power. So he and I are very tall people, and we would we'd be like, "Hey, we're both tall. We're both taller than most humans." Isn't that funny? No, we didn't say that. But this is what he would say to me all the time. He's like, he would just he. This is how much he appreciated Japanese culture. Like when I was in tour, and we would crash at their place, their band's place. He would sit there for hours, showing us videos on YouTube and stuff of like all of these Japanese concerts and all these Japanese uh, musicians that he loved and followed. And um, he just like was fully like layered, fully ensconced, fully engulfed in Japanese musical culture. And he was, he was really eye opening and told us how like, you know, grunge was never a thing in Japan and they kept the hair metal going and the hair metal lives to that day. It was like super duper hair metal. And then it became baby metal, obviously, but like, um, and you know, he would go to Japan and he would experience this, uh, these things in, in person. And he, wanted to make a uh, band where we just performed covers. He actually asked me to be in this band <laughs> where we would just perform the theme music for like all of the anime shows that are all popular anime shows because they're all very super intricate and very fast and very difficult to play. Basically <laughs> they're like heavy metal and a lot of like notes, lots of notes. So he was like, I can, uh, you're the only guy I can think that I'd want to be in this band and we could go like and play Comic-Con basically. So this was his big idea, but I don't look at that as appropriation. I just look at this guy as a guy who freaking loves music and particularly loves Japanese uh, contribution to heavy metal and rock and roll. And so I, I just, I don't know, like it's weird. It's one thing to say you're appropriating, but it's another thing to say, hey, you just really like a thing and you appreciate everything about it and where it comes from. So I'm of two minds. One is if you're going to be like a blonde haired lady with dreadlocks, you know, like a blonde haired white lady with dreadlocks, I'm going to be like, Hey, it's not a good look. I'm just letting you know from here, not the best look, but you do you. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and get mad at people for trying to like pick their hair out and make a fro. Do what you, whatever you're going to do. But, you know, if you're doing it because you just thought it looked cool. If you're like Kim Kardashian and you're like, oh, Bo Derek wore these braids. She invented braiding your hair. <laughs> Bo Derek invented putting beads in your braids, apparently. Um, which that then it becomes problematic, as they say. It's annoying. It's annoying. You got black culture for centuries making braided hair and beads and braided hair and, and you've got, you know, indigenous peoples and all kinds of cultures. Yet the person that Kim Kardashian was referencing was Bo Derek, a blonde lady from the seventies in the movie called 10 with Dudley Moore and where she ran down the beach with braids in her hair and people were like, what? But at the same time, Bo Derek popularized or at least in white media, because that was basic, the only media that was mainstream and still is. So she was like, hey, look, look at my hair. And I think, I'm not sure Bo Derek did that on a whim or whatever, or she decided to do her hair that way. But um, whatever it was, it was a cultural touchstone for white people, <laughs> apparently. Interesting. When everybody started coming back from Mexico with at least one or two beaded braids in their hair. Yeah. I mean, you go on the cruise ship 
And there's 14-year-old kids going, hey, you want to braid your hair for 20 bucks? You know, making money, making mm-hmm. bank. They're like, yeah, I'll braid your hair. Sure. You pay me 20 bucks. And put either thread <laughs> or beads or ropes around it. Yeah. Well, I think we covered it all, except we didn't talk about Andor that much. I liked it. It's good. But they it's good did show. say it's, it's the most bleak episode, like episode to even happen in the entire Star Wars universe. There were some dark moments, but I think it was appropriate and necessary to show how evil the Empire is. The Empire and, is evil, and the banality of evil. Like yeah, how like evil is an industry in itself. Right, and and even like that moment where I'm not gonna give away too many spoilers, but there was a moment where someone is like an officer talking about a scientist and saying, "Oh, we just discovered this whole new way of interrogating people or interviewing people. It's exciting." And then the scientist was like, "Yeah, I can't wait to try out my new thing." <laughs> and it was just like it was a scientist just wanting to science, but the other person just wanting information. Yet there was a person who was the subject of this torture and the violence. And you go, oh my goodness! And the best part about it, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the best part about that scene. The best part about that scene is, um, we are left up to our own imagination to imagine the horror of it, and it's that is worse than anything they could have shown us, which is excellent television making because it they built up this moment to where your mind starts to put together how horrific something is and then they just leave it at that (laughs) and then they don't show you they don't tell you they don't they don't do anything they just leave it up to your imagination to imagine the worst possible scenario and that's that's always really interesting that's don't show me the monster make me fear the monster make me fear make me imagine the monster it had a real like okay again i haven't seen it but i did eventually cave and read a recap from a writer I really admire and trust to give it to give me the de- the details with while still making me want to watch it. Um, from what he described, it seems like that episode had a very like Snowpiercer vibe. You didn't watch it. Again, yeah, I said I didn't watch it yet. Oh. Well, well, that's why I was like, watch it first. Well, that's why <laughs> okay, no, I said I read a recap, and this wasn't uh-huh. until days later because I was like, I was too preoccupied, both, you know, actually and mentally, to really sit down and watch it. Um, mm hmm. And he, uh, but this guy, like, I've read his recaps after I've watched Andor, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, just so exhausted. I appreciate knowing at least somewhat what I'm in for. Does that make sense? On the show? On Andor? On, so you, on any show. So what Khalid is telling us all is she likes to spoil it for herself. She likes spoilers. She well, lives truly up to her reputation to. that she is a spoiler, and she it's would rather get spoiled. <laughs> she said, okay, I like to spoil I it. I want to find out all the spoilers. Said, oh, I texted you and said the show's name once. And you were like, I don't even know the show's name. You I don't, don't look it up. Colleen just admitted she likes to spoil it. She likes the spoilers. She, she, she said I she went the long way around to say she went the long way route to say I like to read the spoilers first. Oh my god, I did it <laughs> once. You like you really do like yeah. You're you get like power ups from doing this. To me. <laughs> I just like I think it's perfect comedy fodder i find it that you're a character on the show and it's like where it's like seinfeld it's this is a show with seinfeld and you're like george 
<laughs> or uh, uh, I'd say George, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Kramer, I don't know. Um, I don't want to say you're Elaine. Maybe. Who go do you ahead. think you would be? I go ahead. I was told. I, I'd I was have to like see you dance first. In high school. Oh to... yeah, dude. I. <laughs> My dancing has been mocked. Well, everyone's dancing is mocked. We got to dance like nobody's mocking us. That's that's what we got to do. Don't Everybody say out everybody's there. Everybody's dancing is mocked. That's not true. And if guys don't dance, it's like considered just fine. If girls don't dance, well, why are you dancing? Why are you dancing? Why are you dancing? Because you don't want to see it. Trust me. Right. Well, girls, I find... Spoiler alert! I'm a terrible This might be a gender like prejudice, or not prejudice, gender stereotype. Not a prejudice, a stereotype. Um, But I noticed this. When girls, I feel like the comedian is like, girls do this and boys do that. And men do this and girls do, how about your girlfriend, gay girlfriend, how about your man? You know, they do that comedy. But one thing I noticed that girls do when they dance is they put their arms above their head and they go like this. Their arms go up over the head. The arms are above, they're above, they're moving around, they're going back. The arms are like a wacky, weird, inflatable guy. That's, this is how. I didn't put my arms up like that that's how ladies dance guys go like this well I, I, I was taller than pretty much uh, like all of my close friend group when You're i height supremacist in, like, no i'm <laughs> a height, height supremacist shamed height power no i'm height shamed <laughs> I have height You're height shamed. I, have I height got guilt. height shamed. Don't no, I have height listen. Guilt. Don't listen to I them. You, you have you. height guilt. <laughs> Don't listen no, to them. Ev- no, every like all the guys in my friend group, there was like one or two guys below six feet. The other ones yeah. were six one to six eight. Six eight. That's a tall. That's a tall drink of. Here's our valedictorian too, oh, but milk. also got a basketball. He he played uh, basketball for Belmont. How many times did people ask you that? The, if you play basketball, what? how many times did people oh ask you that? Oh my god! Uh, like <laughs> I love shooting three three uh, free throws and threes, but yeah. I didn't like the combative element. Uh, the elbowing each other in the face course. thing? That yeah, thing? yeah. I didn't, you know, when I was a little girl, I didn't like getting kicked in the shins by all these kids who didn't know what they were doing, even though I had done great on soccer drills. And yeah. I, I even told my mom, I was like four or five, I said, I just don't like... They don't... Know, I think I said something like, they don't know what they're doing. Um... I was best at sports where I was my own worst enemy, like mm-hmm. tennis and skiing and gymnastics. I know, yeah, and yeah, I had to quit because I got too tall. Um, yeah, you got you got you you height out of those positions. <laughs> yeah. You you literally grow out of it. You get height washed. Well, let me just say. <laughs> Let me just say thank you for chatting with me today. Uh, I'm going to add more beeps and whistles as the days uh, come. I'm going to actually do some recording of music live here on Aristotle Full Throttle. It'll be fun. It'll be excellent. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to participate. And then maybe, just maybe, that music will become a, a, a release of music. And, Have you uh, ever well, thought about doing a, melod- a medley of like hits? By ear, I haven't thought of that. But first thing that comes to mind know. is I George mean, Michael's I mean, doing wham. George Michael's was the first thing that came to mind. I oh, will be yeah. your father figure till the end of time. I'll do that. I 
never gonna dance again, but I will be your father figure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm never gonna dance again. Wake me up before you go, go. There you go. <laughs> there you yeah. go, go. Freedom. All right. I well, let you, yeah, I won't let you down, but I'm never I gonna won't dance let you again. Up. To feel our feet and a sound. <laughs> These are renditions of George Michaels. Uh, so sad that George Michaels had to die. Why did he have to die? He was a great producer. Excellent producer. I think, I think Listen to those albums. It was a little bit. I think. I, 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 I know. It, never mind. I'm not going to speculate. It, yeah, it was just terrible, but I hope he's at peace. You think it was too much uh, public bathroom play? <laughs> for he just wanted Michael? to go outside. He just wanted to go outside. And ladies and gentlemen, go outside, treat yourself to nature, feel the wind in mm -hmm. your face. But, you know, if you're in the Arctic, just stay inside and watch the thing. Uh, well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm excited about this new computer because it actually fully functions. Uh, my other computer is in that closet right now <laughs> and it's also on and it's also doing things i'm making that other computer do things while it's in there <laughs> i'm keeping it's that computer in, in a computer sweatshop so i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe feed it some electricity later <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about anymore i'm gonna it go may eat make dinner Goodbye. Ivanka Trump later. yeah ivanka trump imagine named your mom's name ivana and then they're like eh, ivanka why not just Ivanka? It's it's kind of it's actually kind of a Euro Eastern European thing. Yeah, yeah. It just well, looks gross because of anyways. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna be back. We'll be back soon enough. It'll be wonderful, excellent. Um, I play drums until the sun comes up. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks, Colleen, for being here, and good night.